0: Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. This is Perezopolis. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today we're going to discuss help. I think for me, you know, as I'm doing my dissertation, we are in a mental health crisis. I think COVID made that worse. My research mainly focuses on college-aged individuals in the United States. But as I'm reading more and I'm researching more, these are not only problems in North America, These are problems globally, right? The rise in anxiety, the rise in depression, the rise in loneliness, the rise in in feelings of meaninglessness and despair. And of course, with this podcast, I'm hoping to offer something helpful, but I also want to encourage people, whoever might be listening, to really not only focus on helping and serving others, because that's very important. I think we've talked about that extensively, and I'll never say to not do that, right? Of course do that, but also we have to see that the world, other people, Maybe we're we're persons of faith. Right. Um, So God or gods or a higher power can also be helpful to us. And it's okay to ask for that help. Right. Seeking help is a good thing. I think, of course, as long as we do it respectfully and authentically, it's something that we need to do. So as philosophy, as the art of living is helping us, I also think it's encouraging us to seek help in philosophy, right? But also seek help elsewhere as well. And it's something that we have to make sure that we have a healthy relationship to. So I want to refer to the meditations a little bit. I have a quote for us, but I also want to situate it, right? So Marcus throughout the meditations is obsessively telling himself to serve the common good, obsessively telling himself to serve the gods. And I think those are beautiful things. I think they work for Marcus, and I think they work for us. The School of Life, in one of the videos they have about happiness, a suggestion is, don't focus so much on your own happiness. Try to make other people happy. We've talked about Tik right? with on relationships. We have to offer others joy. That's all true. But I also think it's okay to seek that from others as well, and to ask about that, as we have with Tik Natan, right? It's a two-way street that we want to both offer and receive and it's okay to ask, right? And I mean that, or what I mean by that is, it's okay to seek help. I'm researching now, I'm learning about all these rises in anxiety and depression, and on college campuses, unfortunately, a lot of students still feel like it's taboo or it's wrong to go see a therapist. I think sometimes it's even, you know, for people, it's difficult to ask friends and family for help. To sit, hey, do you have a minute? Let me t- Can I talk to you about something? So we wanna get over these barriers because ultimately it's okay. It's more than okay, right? It's healthy. I think it's often the right thing to do to ask for help. So the first part of meditations really is Marcus, and I know we've talked about this a while ago, right? But I, I think it warrants mentioning here, right? He's expressing gratitude that whole first book for people who have helped him, who have helped him lead a good life. He talks about his family members, his teachers, his friends, he talks about the gods, right? Receiving help does not make us weak. Seeking help does not make us weak, right? We need help. We all do. And those are the key points I want to, let's say, reinforce with a couple quotes today, right? So the first one comes from meditations. Marcus is writing to himself as the most powerful person on earth, as a trained philosopher, right? Throughout this book, again, he's quoting other philosophers as a mode of trying to remind himself of the help that he gets from these words. And here he says to himself, don't be ashamed to need help. Like a soldier storming a wall, you have a mission to accomplish. And if you've been wounded and you need a comrade to pull you up, so what? So don't be ashamed to need help. That's a great mantra right there. That's a great line to have, as the Stoics would say, or the other ancient philosophers too, to have ready at hand. If you feel like you need help, ask for it. Try to cultivate helpful relationships in your life where you can turn to people for help and they're reliable and they're encouraging and they're honest. And of course, as I said, right, try to be that for others as well, but don't forget that you need it too. And I think we associate or we attach shame to asking for help a lot. I know I do this in even, let's say, subtle ways. I feel bad asking someone for help we have to work on, let's say, breaking down those barriers, or as Marcus would say, right, kind of climbing that wall. And here he's using a metaphor, I think this is very well suited to him, you know, as an emperor, of course, he was in charge of the army. But also I think we see, as I've said many times, these great metaphors in ancient philosophy that connect living a good life, leading a healthy life, a philo- uh, you know, uh, let's say a philosophical life. To something like warfare, or to something like, as Michel Foucault would say, we got another quote from him in a second in his book, Ethics Spiritual Combat. We need people in our lives who, as Marcus is saying here, will pull us up. And it's okay to ask for that. Right? Don't be ashamed to need help to me also means don't be ashamed to need help and then ask for it. Okay. And the idea too, I I love this, right? We all have a mission to accomplish and we all have wounds that make those missions difficult. If we're talking about philosophy, our main mission is eudaimonia, right? Which is a fulfilling life, a life of purpose, a life that's meaningful. And within that idea, as we've said, right, there's going to be suffering and there's going to be success. There's going to be happiness and joy, but with our suffering, we don't have to feel as if we need to bear that alone. We could even say, I think that for Marcus, his notebook where he's writing this meditation, he had to take the time, right? I think something that you know might sometimes get in the way too is you just feel ridiculous, you feel absurd, and you know, in uh, in your examination of your ideas and your thoughts. Well, so what? Write them down. And that's also what a loving relationship, friendship, romantic relationship, or feminine relationship, right, might give us. By that I mean. The absurdness of your thoughts when speaking with a loving friend, right, is kind of secondary. And by that I mean they don't focus on that, they don't, they don't just say, Oh, that's that's absurd, forget about it. They say, Well, why do you feel that way? They say, Yeah, that's a little bit out there, but you know, we all have thoughts like that. Let's let's talk about it for a minute. Right? We want to have people in our lives who are not dismissive of what even might might seem absurd and what even might actually be absurd, because everyone has absurd thoughts right? So that, I think for me, at least might lead to some feelings of why one might be ashamed to get help. You're just like, all oh, these thoughts are too ridiculous. No, they're not. At the very least, try writing them down in a notebook, reading them for yourself. And maybe that's enough. Like, okay, you know what? I see my own thinking as Marcus is doing. This is a form of therapy. I can look at my thoughts more clearly. I can see how and why not only are they absurd, but they're not helpful. They're not true. And they're not things I want to continue perpetuating. And even then, Once again, think it no shame to ask someone else. The gaze of another person, the ear, let's say the the thoughtful gaze and the thoughtful ear of another person can be really helpful. And on that note, I've got a great, you know, another great quote here from Michel Foucault from his book Ethics, where he's talking about the process of self-writing like a correspondence, right? So Seneca was famous for this in Seneca's letters. He would write to his students and his students would write back to him. And this is a form of philosophical guidance, and I would even argue a form of therapy, right? And Foucault shares the following. It is necessary to train oneself all one's life, and one always needs the help of others in the soul's labor upon itself. Always needs the help of others. That, to me, is a very powerful idea, right? And he talks about the letter that one sends to help one's correspondent, right? Or someone that they're speaking to. And I think we see this and we feel this with the Socratic dialogues, right? What makes a question Socratic? I think one answer, more of a, let's say a traditional philosophical answer might be, we're trying to define something, right? Which is useful and can be therapeutic in and of itself. Another thing that makes a question Socratic though, is that it aims at self-care. It aims at offering this help And it can be an internal dialogue. And then if it's an external dialogue, right, when we think about the process of therapy, a lot of that is based on Socratic philosophy. When someone asks us good questions, you know, we're encouraged to explain ourselves. And when we're encouraged to explain ourselves, we're ultimately encouraged to understand ourselves better. And then that greater understanding can lead to new ways of thinking, feeling, and living. So we want to engage and these types of things, and again, I I mentioned therapy again there, that might be a great place for it. So we have to get rid of some of this shame, some of this uh, sense that it's a taboo, that unfortunately, again, as I'm doing my research, really does plague a lot of people. According to the research, there are a number of reasons why, for example, college students might not go and get help. So we want to maybe within ourselves, if we feel like we might benefit from some help, identify those things. And as we've done here, right, kind of break them down. Maybe ask a friend, hey, I'm thinking about this and open ourselves up to potentially considering it more seriously. And I also think to a large extent, right, one of the things I hope hope to encourage in my students, right, is that they adopt a practice. Well, what are some barriers to adopting a practice? I think some of those reasons might be the same as why one might not pursue therapy or one might not try to take some time with a friend or loved one to, uh, to examine this stuff. Well, I don't have the time or it's not going to help anyway. Do not make those assumptions. You might have the time. Look at your calendar. Again, we talked yesterday about scheduling a lazy day. Maybe schedule a little bit of time for a practice or time for a conversation with someone who you, th- you know you think they might be helpful. And then the second one too is also really insidious and difficult. It won't be helpful. Well, might it be? And that's, maybe that's adopting practice, maybe that's speaking with a therapist, maybe that's working to speak with our friends and loved ones in a different way that, again, we're seeking help, we're not just offering help, or let's say, having uh, different types of discussions, but we more consciously and deliberately and purposefully seek help from those around us. Oh, they won't help, that won't be helpful. Well, don't assume that, try. Don't say, oh, it'll definitely help. But introduce the power of if, right? Well, maybe it's possible this would happen. Was it a good thing? Yeah. Okay, well, if it's a good thing and it's possible, it's worth trying. And Marcus, again, I think would really agree with that. And as we've talked about, I think, a little bit with the school of life uh, in regards to how our childhood shape us and stuff, everybody's wounded. Nobody escapes that. That's a natural part of being a human, right? As we said with the Buddhists, right? Life is suffering. And of course, everyone has different types of wounds. And we could even say different sized wounds. That doesn't mean though, right, that there are people without any wounds at all. It doesn't happen. So it's okay to be wounded. It's okay to ask for help. It's not a big deal. And I think that's also, sorry, an interesting point, right? Even for me, like mention something to a friend. I'm like, I make a big deal of them. "Ah, I don't want to bother them. That's an assumption. What if they're not bothered? Ironically, I know for me, when I get to help my friends, or I feel like I've been helpful, I feel really good. Not because they have a problem, but because I think a part of being a friend is that I offer my time and my genuine attention to these people. I think it's such an admirable trait to be like, you know what, No, I'll sit with you all night and talk about this. You could call me anytime, it doesn't matter. Wake me up, I'll wake up and we'll talk. And that's, I think, a really nice element of any healthy relationship. I'm here for you no matter what. Well, we have to be open to also asking others to be there for us. And that's not always easy. Again, Marcus here, I think, throughout the meditations is grappling with himself. He's fighting with himself. He probably, when he wrote this, was feeling ashamed that he needed help in some way. And he had to remind himself, don't. I love again, how he's using the word "you here. He's telling himself, "If you've been wounded and you need a comrade to pull you up, so what? He's trying to make light of the situation. That's so what?" question mark is interesting, right? It's not a big deal. So I hope this was, I hope this was a little bit encouraging. And I also hope, of course, that this podcast has been helpful in some way. But don't stop here, right? If it's been helpful and you still have questions, again, you could email me. I'll do my best to get back to you. Shot of philosophy at gmail.com, but also consider these other suggestions, right? Maybe consider a therapist, maybe consider cultivating different types of relationships with your loved ones and friends and seek help within those relationships. Don't be ashamed of it. We all need help. We're all wounded and it's okay. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon.